Yo, yo, yo. How are we doing, guys? It's Wednesday. It's the solo show. What's going on? How are you? Are we good? Okay, good. Okay, good. If it's your first time catching up with the podcast, a warm, hearty welcome to you. Pull up a chair, grab a can or a wine, you know, whatever. It's only one o'clock, but you do you. Uh, Make yourself at home, kick back while I take both of us through this last couple of days of politics and its embittered step-sibling modern dystopia. (laughs) Uh, big doff of the cap to the Patreons, as always. Looking forward to our next meetup. That's only, what, two weeks away, is it? Now, wait, no, it's less than that, right? Friday, 28th of April. So, what's that, like nine days away? Uh, and that's in London. So, if you want to get involved in that, uh, that live meetup in person shit, I will be there. I'm going to try and get some uh, some of my cohorts down with me from the world of politics and satire and shit. Uh, you can still get to it if you join patreon.com forward slash aid Thompson with an I-N uh, on the end there. Um, there should be a link in the description, actually, of this episode if you're feeling uber keen. Uh, I like to make things easy for you. Um, and just a quick word, word on that before we really throw ourselves into this, because sometimes I feel like uh, the Patreon stuff, it gets lost like right at the end of an episode. And if you're only listening to this while you're emptying a dishwasher or, you know, on a like you might you might miss the end so you might not know that there's a patreon but if you you know if you want to know about it if you if you join the patreon um you do get episodes of the podcast two days before the mere mortals before the heathens of spotify and apple you do also get access to the exclusive discord chat for my cult um and it is a cult because god help us Once the apocalypse, once the collapse of society happens, we're all going to need a tribe, guys. Uh, We're going to need protection. (laughs) A lot of internet types, a lot of content creators just say, you know, thanks. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for watching. No, I need full devotion is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for cult-like followers to join my Binfluencer cult. Um... Anyway, so yeah, there's the Discord chat. There's the episodes two days ahead of everyone else. There's first look for the tickets to the live stuff. Uh, we did one a few weeks ago, me and Danny fucking Price. Um, and we're doing another, well, I'm doing another one in July. Uh, oh, you also get named and credited at the end of episodes like this one. Um, it's all on there. Anyway, go and take a look. It's on patreon.com forward slash aid Thompson. Now, what's been happening, guys? What's been going on? out there um there's been this big court case happening in the states of late i'm not sure if you guys have been following it um but fox news which is obviously rupert murdoch's american cable news network right very successful massive cash cow for old roops so it is um unlike say you know the sun (laughs) which loses money every fucking year um everyone always seems like surprised by that whenever i mention how much money the sun loses people seem surprised like the sun is i think still even now i think it's britain's most popular newspaper uh, paper um more people buy the sun 
than any other newspaper. Or at least, you know, they did. Maybe it's the Daily Mail now. I don't know. But it's a popular newspaper anyway. Um, if that hasn't become something of an oxymoron to say these days. Um, you know, seeing as nobody buys fucking newspapers anymore. Or very, very few do, right? Um, I think it's like one in 65 of us bother to buy a newspaper now. So it's, you know, pretty shit. But in that shit heap of an industry... The son are the king, right? Or at least the prince, if the male have pipped them. I don't know. And yet, you know, thanks to a series of phone hacking claims and dwindling print advertising revenue, like, and, and maybe just the expiration of that whole format, you know, the, the tabloid, the red top, the page three girl, like it all feels very 80s. Doesn't it? it feels a bit old world now. So maybe people are just, you know, not really into that these days. I don't know. But whatever. It's struggling despite it being the first or second best selling paper in the UK. Just to paint some context for you. Of how bad <laughs> finances are for the sun. Uh and a couple of years ago, they lost fucking like 50 million pounds in one year. <laughs> and it, like, and everyone was like, well, you know, OK, like, you know, the phone hacking claims and all that, you know, the settlement, like this is a bad year. I get it. Maybe it was hit by the lockdown as well, to some extent, you know, like older people not walking to the shop so much and instead forced begrudgingly online to read their news. You know, maybe it was that like my dad still writes checks. He does all of his banking in person. <laughs> they must fucking hate him when he walks in because he wants to queue up to the kiosk and do the shit in checks. It, like, it's archaic. They must be like, oh, fucking great. This guy. Get, like, he doesn't trust the internet. And he reads a, a manual newspaper sort of thing. My dad's a fucking relic, right? But in the pandemic, I'm sure he operated, you know, much more digitally, much to his chagrin. And maybe he and his type, maybe that explained the 50 million pound loss to some extent. So we were willing to take that, you know, with a pinch of salt. Maybe they just had a bad year. And then last year, it fucking doubled. Like <laughs> 120 million pounds in the red. Losing 120 million pounds in one year. And here's the thing with that, right? Is I always think like that right there. It should tell you everything you need to know with regards to how much influence the sun still has, right? It's basically a loss leader. That's the thing. Like people say Murdoch would never sell the sun. It means too much for him. Its sentimental value to him is off the chart aid. He'd never sell. But it's fucking bullshit, right? Like Roops, <laughs> old Roops doesn't do sentiment. Like, he's just so sentimental about the sun. It means a lot to... He doesn't do sentimental... Like, you're talking about a guy who divorced Jerry Hall by fucking email. He doesn't do sentimental... Like, you're talking about a guy who, who called off his latest engagement, like, at the last minute. Like, yeah, no, I'm yeah, not fussed about this. He's a four times married phone-hacking testicle who has churned out homophobic and racist nonsense in his papers for years i think he'd be sentimental 
about losing the son in the same way that Ian Huntley was probably sentimental when they took his car away. <laughs> like, no, no, I just, oh, oh man, I, I really liked that car. <laughs> I reckon that's why Murdoch wants to hold on to the son. Is It's his crime scene. Because if he sold out, if he handed it over to anyone, they would get access to the filing cabinets. There'd be this whole disclosure process, you know, similar to what Elon Musk went through when he found out Twitter was like 7% bots or some shit. And he was like, well, hang on, <laughs> hang on, like, maybe I don't want to fucking buy this thing after all, if it's if it's that much, you know. So if Murdoch actually got rid of the sun, what would they find in that disclosure process, you know? Maybe more phone hacking? Maybe, uh... Maybe evidence of his close proximity to power, right? Maybe diary appointments, like editors having private lunches with prime ministers off the books. Maybe Boris Johnson stopping by whopping for a bunga bunga party with Harry Cole. We just don't know. So it's either that, you know, the sun know where the bodies are buried, that kind of thing. It's either that or. Here's the thing I was going to say is like, it's the fact that he doesn't want to get rid of the sun, despite the fact. And it is a fact that almost nobody reads it. Right. It's dwindling in circulation. It's losing him literally hundreds of millions of pounds. Now, the reason is, is because it maintains such influence. Because it hugely contributes to his other projects. You know, like if you look at the sun in isolation, it's like, well, it's lost making hundreds of millions of pounds down the toilet. But if you pan out, <laughs> if you go, you know, wide spanning, if you take a 30,000 feet holistic view of this shit. Like you could have the Times, the Sunday Times, which do make money, by the way, you can have the New York Post and Fox News, all of these make money, and you could have Talk TV and everything else that he fucking owns, and all of it together creates a cloud of influence in pushing forward his agenda, which is apparently, you know, very right and very white <laughs> and anti-climate science and pro-business and Islamophobic and, you know, like, by keeping the sun... He still has that footprint in working class British politics, right? Oh, well, well, hang on, Aid. You know, if it's lost making and nobody reads it, well, how come it's in any way influential? How do you explain that? Well, OK, this is the clever part, right? Because everywhere still has it in their newspaper review. So on Sky and like, you know, on the BBC and on LBC, everywhere that still does a newspaper segment, you will find a Sun headline. It's fucking bizarre. Like, you know, Byline Times, right? I don't know if any of you are familiar with this stuff, but Byline Times are a very, you know, left-leaning, progressive. Uh, actually, they do a, like a print edition now as well. But they, the main thing, I think, is the website. And I know it's smaller, I know it's a national, uh, sorry, I know it's not a national historic broadsheet, you know, like the Telegraph and the Times and, and that sort of thing, but it's doing pretty well. 
by all accounts. You know, I found a thing on Google the other day. It said it had um has a monthly readership now of 1.5 million, which is, you know, that's not nothing. That's that is the same number of people that visited the Byline Times website and presumably read an article as the circulation of the sun and the mail, right? Although, you know, their circulation figures are daily, clearly, you know, so it's, it is it is a bit different. It's like, you know, 1.4 million people a day buy a copy of the sun versus 1.5 million a month visiting Byline Times. But I don't know, man, like Byline are in the neighbourhood, right? And yet, how often do you see a Byline headline on the paper review? Fucking, like, never It's like if I if I was working for Byline, man, I would be banging down the doors of Sky and LBC fucking every day. I'd be like, why aren't you showing our headlines when more people visit our website than, I don't know, by the star? Right. And yet you show the star. So come on, man, you know, move with the times. Let's fucking do this. Let's get Byline. Let's get a bit of balance on the paper review. Anyway, that's why they don't let go of the sun, because it yields so much influence. Still, even though it's loss making, it's a powerful tool in the arsenal of Rupert Murdoch. But get it dropped from the paper reviews and see how far Rupert's sentimentality goes then. Like, see how much of his money he's willing to funnel into it then. You know, he'd have his fucking asset manager guy advising him like, well, you know... Here's the thing, Rupert. I, I mean, I, I've known you for a number of years. The problem is nobody gives a shit about the sun anymore, right? Okay, it, it, it's just, you know, it's one of your assets. Nobody gives a fuck about it. The BBC and the Sky News, they all ignore it now. And the readership is down 10,000. It's costing you £200 million a year. Now, I know the last nine times I've asked you this, you've said, you've said yes. But I'll try again. Do you still want to keep hold of the sun for sentimentality reasons you'd be like uh no fuck that <laughs> you, you you're not worried about uh you know all the people who work there losing their jobs you know is the sentimentality not kicking in yet no no fuck them <laughs> it's the same it's the same with sunak actually you know like god I, I can't remember who was on when i was saying this on a guest show it was a few weeks ago uh for some reason i think it was lucy lucraft maybe i don't know I'm, pr I'm probably wrong it's probably someone else but rishi sunak's job as a one hundred and fifty thousand pound a year prime minister i mean that's that's big money to most of us right but his job as you know on 150k as pm is a loss leader he is the son if you like like you think you, you hear that salary, you think, oh, it's a great job with responsibility and it would be an honor and, and all of that. No, it's a loss leader for that motherfucker. If he's PM, he can enact and tweak and introduce people and shut down things all to the benefit of people like his wife. <laughs> right. He can move goalposts. And he can neuter this body over here and lower this tax rate over there. And then his wife or his mates from the golf club or neighbours in his fucking gated community. Like all of them will make tens of millions of pounds, if not billions more. And he personally will benefit 
from being, you know, hired as a speaker or as a post-parliamentary consultant for Goldman's or, you know, you get the idea. The 150K is just get me by bucks right now. You know, that's just his fucking taxi and takeaway money. If you think about what he could be earning in the private sector as a lobbyist now or a JP Morgan guy, like he's kind of losing money doing this job, but it's a loss leader because overall, holistically, it will work out hugely to his benefit in exactly the same way as it did for Johnson, right? Like Johnson infamously complained about the financial pressures he was under when he was prime minister, didn't he? Did you read that story about when he was in... um? in checkers and he was entertaining you know 10 or 15 of his friends or associates or whatever and and it was rumored i don't know how reliable this was but it sounds totally in character for him that he had invited all these friends around they were sat around a table and he was like you know make sure make sure you enjoy the food here uh, checkers because i i have to pay for all of it like he he charmlessly told or complained to his guests at a weekend meal uh, about the cost of it all, how much it was costing him, how he was struggling and all that shit. And he was moaning about having to hire a nanny and he was getting donors to pay for his wallpaper and there was the CCJ story. Like, all of that sounds quite stressful, doesn't it? And naturally, all of us sane people who live in the real world, we're like, why would you cling on to a job that is such an obvious financial loser for you? And the answer is, it's not a loser, it's a loss leader. He leaves office, even fucking drenched in shame. Even as the worst prime minister of the modern era. <laughs> like, we know he lied. We know there was a complete lack of integrity there. There was a votes of no confidence. There's the Privileges Committee that's still going on. There's fucking 200,000 dead from COVID. There was deals with donors. Just a shit prime minister. But even he, after leaving office can look back at the hit he took in only earning 150k as a loss leader because now post pm he made a fucking million in six months and bought a fucking mansion so anyway what was i actually going to talk about oh yeah right so fox news so there's this big case that happened a civil case in the u.s and Fox News wound up in a court in Delaware because they were being sued by Dominion Voting Systems. A stunning display from a sitting president, Donald Trump, launching an assault on the integrity of the election, unleashing a barrage of false claims of fraud and corruption without evidence. If you count the legal votes, I easily win. If you count the illegal votes, they can try to steal election from us and all of this goes back to the 2020 election in the us right where where the trumps jumped on this idea that mail-in voting was problematic do you remember that remember that shit postal ballots are crooked fucking don jr you know waking up twitching <laughs> tweaking jumping straight on his skype postal ballots are you know they hated postal votes. 
But they also, with the help of their supporters, and, and you know, this is something that gets lost in the blurry, muddy memory of the last few years, you know, because the, the news cycle moves so quickly and so much has happened. But do you remember the reports of Trumpsters, Trump fans hanging around voting places? Do you remember that? Like actual voter intimidation style. I remember reading that shit and getting, you know, connotations of uh, Dixieland cross flags and, you know, cans of cause light everywhere. Maybe fucking Tom Petty playing out of the pickup truck and, and a half toothless tribe of very denimed out Christian guys eyeballing fed up Democrats as they make their way into the building to cast their vote and these people would be you know hanging out of their truck like which way are you going vote lady you better do the right thing in there that sort of thing you know that was the sort of scene i got in my head when i read about these trumpster groups and the voter intimidate like not threatening but just intimidating watching like that kind of shit would encourage you to stay home right and vote by mail right on top of the idea that, you know, Trump was de like demonizing the postal votes, like don't vote by mail. Like the whole misinformation ecosystem that the Trumps built up around that time was basically a fucking billboard advertising mail-in ballots to center left and lefty types. Right. Because that voter intimidation shit, right, was it was ostensibly sanctioned by the Trumps. I don't know if you remember, like, how, like, how on it they were. Let me see if I can just play you a clip here quickly. Hold on. The radical left are laying the groundwork to steal this election from my father, President Donald Trump. They are planting stories that President Trump will have a landslide lead on election night, but will lose when they finish counting the mail-in ballots. Their plan is to add millions of fraudulent ballots that can cancel your vote and overturn the election. We cannot let that happen. We need every able-bodied man, woman to join Army for Trump's election security operation at DefendYourBallot.com. We need you to help us watch them, not just on election day, but also during early voting and at the counting boards. President Trump is going to win. Don't let them steal it. Go to defendyourballot.com and enlist today. Like they wanted this army of Trump vote watcher people in the sports halls. You know, that's what they were. That's what they were going for. Like eyeballing and staring. That's what they were going for. Fucking. And there was, I don't know if you saw it on there, but they were also trying to get people to text uh, the number like <laughs> fucking number you have to text and then it, it i guess it charges your phone bill for something or i don't know like i assume it was a premium thing like they raise money off it which like, that was always the thing that stank for me you know like here's this supposed billionaire like why does he need to raise money you know he should have money i mean he doesn't he doesn't have grace right he's got fuck all integrity He's totally devoid of charm and ideas. He barely has hands, but he should have money, right? At the very least. And yet, every time, every campaign, it's like, donate to the Trump Truth 
freedom.org and we're selling official Trump NFTs and get your Trump badge today saying stop the steal only $19.95 like literally you know at time of recording this as, as I'm saying this to you now he's in the news again because he's posted to his Instagram for the first time in two years <laughs> like since he got suspended because of the January the 6th riot incitement shit and he's finally back on there and the first thing he's posted is fucking buy my new range of official trump nfts bro like buy them for a hundred dollars each even though they're totally worth more than that but uh, but i'm such a good guy i'll basically give them to you for 99 bucks lord forgive me i'm i'm a giver selfless to the end only 99 dollars that's a pretty good deal so yeah this was this was another one of those you know like text text freedom vote watcher fascists to 0601 2020 or whatever you know and i don't know man like it's when you hear shit like that you know the nfts the expensive text messages the like all, all of that so, like it's difficult to escape the conclusion that everything they do is just a giant grift isn't it <laughs> I know I have a Patreon. I know some people do their activism and then they support it with the, you know, the buy me a coffee link. And that's fine, you know. But I think when you start making your whole thing a range of NFTs for $100 each and text numbers that drink fucking credit from your phone and selling like, like they were already selling T-shirts with his faked mugshot on them. <laughs> like... Like, he wasn't even mugshotted the other week, as far as I know. But they were straight out the gate. After that, you know, arraignment or whatever it was a couple of weeks ago when he was arrested. <laughs> straight out the gate. They're like, look, here's your official Trump mugshot t-shirt. Like, bitch, how is that official? <laughs> it's a faked photo. It's the official Trump mugshot t-shirt. Like, that's no more official than the fucking mid-journey AI photos that the guy mocked up of Trump as a fugitive the other week. <laughs> Get the official A. Thompson photo of me having sex in Mia Kunis, guys. It's official. What? You didn't fuck Mia Kunis, did you? Uh, it's, it's official. Right, but it didn't, it didn't happen, though, did it? Don't uh, you? You're fucking this up. Don't talk to me. Don't look me in the eye. Just text, text Booge to zero six zero one twenty twenty to support the Binfluencer Freedom and Truth Movement. Join AIDS Army of Truth and shit. I don't know, man. Maybe I should do that. I mean, you know, the, the Patreon's going well. You know, we're up to to twenty one now, and um. You know, that means, I don't know if you, you're familiar with this stuff, but that means as I had committed, once I get to 20, because uh, I'm building a cult, I'm going to have to fuck around and do an actual Sunday sermon for my cult. <laughs> so that, was, that was the Patreon goal was like, when we get to 20, that's enough for a congregation. So we'll actually do a full on Sunday sermon. I'm going to have to fucking do that now. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I could fund that with a text thing. Uh, anyway, we're getting, getting off point here. So... Back to the voter machines. So they were demonizing mail-in ballots, right? Enlisting these uh, these vote count watchers. Trump's army of whatever the fuck it was Don Jr. was on about. 
And so then because only Democrats bothered to vote with postal votes, right, when those votes came in, they were counted after the in-person one, they were overwhelmingly Democratic, right? And so it swung those states. So it makes perfect sense when you think about it logically. But I guess that's the point, you know, is that when you don't think about things logically or you get your news from fucking Fox News, you might be led up the garden paths into thinking, yeah, d this was all hooky. <laughs> like, how come the postal ballots was all Democrat? Because you told all your lot to vote in person, you fucking idiot. So anyway, then this lawsuit between Dominion voting systems and Fox News happens, right? Because Fox News, they're, you know, they're anchors. Uh, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, I think is another one. Uh, Tucker Carlson. These guys were all reportedly, allegedly. I mean, I, you know, I don't know for sure. I don't watch any of their fucking nonsense. But like this case suggests that they were on the air hyping up the idea, giving credence to the idea that the election had been or could have been stolen. Even though behind the scenes, in WhatsApps, in private conversations, in emails, they acknowledged that the whole thing was bullshit. Like, they didn't believe it, even. And their head honcho, Rupert Murdoch, is on record in the deposition as saying he didn't believe the election fraud shit. And Tucker Carlson didn't believe the uh, election fraud shit. In fact, Carlson was pretty scathing about Trump privately, which is pretty funny. You know, like, he's on, he's on these WhatsApps saying... You know, I hate him. I can't I can't wait until we don't have to report on him anymore. Like it was that sort of, you know, he can't stand the guy. But then he goes on air and reports that there's a valid case that viewers should keep an open mind. Like the, you know, the whole fucking thing's ridiculous. And their reputation as a supposed news provider, I mean it was already on fairly shaky ground right it was already kind of a laughing stock i think but this just you know this case really nails it down like this is kind of like this is like when your mate tells a lot of tall stories right like everyone had a mate growing up like that right the one guy in your group who was like my my, my dad uh in, invented whales like no he didn't david and you need to stop saying that and then say, you know, eventually you find a load of text where David's like, look, I know he didn't invent whales. That's just a thing I say to get pussy, you know? It makes me sound like a sort of land baron, like I'm the king of whales or some shit. It's kind of like that. It's like, you know, we all know Fox is just a fucking sewage pipe blasting lies and misinformation out constantly. We know that from listening to it. But now we have the private messages confirming it. And the reason they were doing this, by the way, the reason they were saying, you know, we all know it's bullshit, but then they would go on the air and say, well, you know, maybe there's a case to be made about, you know, maybe we should keep an open mind. Like the reason they were doing that was because they were scared that the viewers wouldn't be able to handle it and they would switch over to Newsmax or Breitbart or something like they hold their viewers in total contempt, don't they? It's like you could just imagine 
the executives behind the curtain, behind the cameras, trying to work this out like, Jesus Christ, so, so the election fraud stuff is baseless? Daryl, have I got that right? Shit. We should tell people ASAP. Let's let's put it on Tucker's show tonight before anyone else beats us to the scoop. The other guy's like, what? We can't do that. Well, why not? Are you fucking insane, Hank? Like, tell our viewers the truth? Yeah, why not? Hank, our viewers are fucking idiots. You know this, man. But but we're we're a news corporation. Right, but do you know the core demographic for marketing? Uh no. Well, it's uh it's white, male, age 67, you know, declining cognitive ability, uh, former low-skill industrial type, you know, uh, IQ about 57. Oh, my God. Yeah, you, you think you're going to be able to handle this shit? You think they're going to be able to handle the fact that the team that they've been rooting for for the last six years is painted in eight shades of bullshit? Uh, probably not. It's a miracle we're not showing in the news in cartoon format. Let's just fucking double down. The election was stolen. Trump is Jesus. Now, you know, let, let's get back to choosing a new blonde ex-playboy bunny to host the financial section. All right. <laughs> like, that is what happened, pretty much. They made a calculation that their audience couldn't handle it. And, and the audience would fuck off. Because they're that base level. And unable to... <laughs> Operate in a world of critical thought kind of thing. Which maybe they were. I don't know. Maybe they would have fucked off. But what does that tell you? What conclusion can you draw from that, America? You know, does it tell you that you should race to the bottom <laughs> and give them, give them the nonsense that they're essentially addicted to? Is that the conclusion that we're getting to? Or... Or does it tell you that the whole cable news industry just fucking needs regulating? Like, if Fox are like, well, if we didn't tell them this shit, they'd only go and get it from Newsmax. Well, then Newsmax should be regulated too. Like, that's the fucking weird, warped thing with American broadcasting, man. Like, is they see this stuff as, as like, free speech, don't they? It's like, um, it's like, I should be able to say whatever I like, no matter who it hurts, no matter the damage it causes or the, the murderous riots it incites, uh, I should be able to say that freely because the first amendment, like, like I really think if Dixieland America had its way, you would just be able to go and stand on a soapbox in a park and whip people into a frenzy, like radicalize them, tell one of them to go murder someone. And when he does it and they come for you, you just say, well, I, I can say what I want. <laughs> like, did, did you um, did you blackmail your grandfather about the pal Polaroids that you found? Did you, did you you've been blackmailing him? Oh, uh, well, I, um, uh, well, we've, we've got you on tape saying if you don't sell the house and transfer me two hundred thousand dollars. I'm putting these horse photos on the family group chat. Like, well, uh, fuck you, pig. Free speech. I can say what I like. Like, which sounds like, you know, that sort of take on free speech sounds like something out of the fucking lobotomy ward or something. Isn't it? Like a complete misrepresentation of the principle 
Like you're only using it to get yourself out of jail. Almost literally. Like it's the sort of thing your lawyer would advise you to say if your lawyer was recovering from a boating accident or something like it's, or, or go through a divorce. You know, like he's had two hours sleep in three days because he's been at the strip bar for a long weekend, just going through the whiskey there, plowing through bags of cocaine. And finally, he's come down. Finally, he sits down with you in that police interview room and he's like, oh, I don't fucking know, man. I just like just say it's, it's free speech or something. I, like, I'm really fucking tired. It's, it's my free speech. I, I can say what I want. Like, but that is kind of what they do. You know, I sound ridiculous. I know. But that is kind of the defense that they wheel out. Like they were honestly saying that this case has implications for the First Amendment, you know, with a straight face. Like, what is this going to do to our freedom of expression that was bequeathed to us, gifted to us by the founding fathers? What, what will it do to America? <laughs> like, 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 if we can't broadcast utter fucking nonsense to people, that we don't even agree with ourselves. What will it do to this free nation of ours? Like, like it's basically like saying, it's like saying, I should be able to say things out loud to millions of people and influence them. Shit that I don't even agree with myself. I should be able to ostensibly lie to myself on air if I want. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? The other one similar to this, actually, uh, where that kind of approach got wheeled out this sort of free speech above all else no matter the damage it causes or who i hoodwink was uh i don't know if you saw it right but there was a civil case against sony music over a michael jackson album right and this jacko album it came out a couple of years ago and it turned out he wasn't even singing on it <laughs> it was it was an impersonator uh, from like an old demo or something. And Sony released it. Sony included these three songs on this album. They were like, yeah, here's, here's a new Michael Jackson album, everyone. <laughs> like, and like some of it was Michael Jackson and some of it not. You know, some of it was lies. And then they ended up getting sued. And their defense was, yeah, it's, uh, it's free speech, man. <laughs> we should be able to say what we like. You know, we, we called it a Michael Jackson album. It's up to us what we want to call it. We could have called it Lee Anderson fucks goats. No, really, he fucks them hard in a Y-Reg transit. I'm not saying Lee Anderson fucks goats, by the way. I'm just saying this weird made-up American lawyer in my head could have defended it and said he could have called the fake Michael Jackson album that. Because it's free speech, right? And apparently that means you're totally devoid of responsibility and consequence. So, you know, for the record, I don't, I don't think Lee Anderson does that. I don't know. You know, I've not seen, um, I've not seen any evidence that he's into that sort of thing. Uh, so, I mean, look, he's, he's innocent until proven guilty as far as I'm concerned. Um, and given there are, absolutely no signs that he's into fucking goats right it's likely that he's innocent of fucking goats lee anderson probably doesn't on the balance of probabilities he's probably 
not fucked a goat. It's not fair to lump him in with all those other goat fuckers out there, you know, guys. It's just, it's just not fair to say Lee Anderson definitely fucks goats, <laughs> guys. Okay, it's not fair. So just, you know, I mean, free speech and all that. Yeah, absolutely great. But just, just be careful. All right. I mean, with Fox News, let's <laughs> let's try and get this, <laughs> get back to uh, something approaching political comment with with fox news being scared to expose their viewers to the truth and all that and so they run to the lies like there's actually a parallel there between the conservatives and and them don't you think like the tories had a chance uh to to or rather they had a choice i'm sorry the tories had a choice to make at one point that they could either be honest with their voters and say brexit is shit or you know immigration is actually a net positive to the economy um your problems aren't caused by refugees and asylum seekers they're actually from shit government and tax avoidance like they could have reported the truth right but no very similarly, they made their calculation that their audience, or voters in this case, weren't ready to hear the truth and that they would go elsewhere. They would go somewhere further right wing, right? And so to stop that, to uh, wrap a tourniquet around that bleeding, if you like, the Tories themselves gradually went further right first to you know to stop their mps from defecting to ukip but then to capture the anti-immigration and brexit narrative from farage and from the brexit party like we all love to look at the tories and go oh god they're so fucking racist and stupid no actually not all of them are none of what i've just mentioned is an accident that was a calculation like sure you know some of them are stupid some of them are obviously stupid, like Desmond Swain, fucking Mark Francois, Anderson, Gullis. But the decision makers, the CCHQ types, the donors who were worried about, you know, losing power and getting their way after the next election, you know, um, they're not stupid. They push the agenda. They push the narrative to reflect what they think will just continue to shore up that support from the lowest common denominator of knuckle-draggers. So they deliberately chased those voters in the Tories case, or viewers in Fox News, to a place where they accepted they'd have to talk bollocks to keep them happy. <laughs> That's what happened, and it is deliberate. And like... You know, with Fox News, like Murdoch is on record as saying, you know, maybe Tucker and Laura went a bit far with this shit. Like he acknowledges it's bullshit. Tucker acknowledges that it's bullshit, but they put the bullshit out still because they were scared that fucking grandpa might switch over and they would lose the ad revenue. Like that is it. That's what happened. And often when you talk about this stuff, people retort, they'll say like, you know, well, 
publicly funded news just isn't viable. Like, really? After this? Really? Because this is corporate news and look where we are. You know, I would take publicly funded news over this shit any day of the week. Like fucking, you know, NPR or BBC or, or whatever. But just, you know, maybe wound the fuck down. Imagine just the bare minimum. Just reporters racing to beat each other to the next scoop. Just no bias, just stories. Just a few student reporters and shitty sets. And, you know, half of the channels and newspapers closed down after a year. <laughs> they can't, can't afford even an accountant to keep them afloat. Like, like, I would take that over this weird fucking dollar-chasing, salivating beast that we've created in places like Fox News or GB News over here, right? And, like, here is the problem with it. Like, if you want it broken down really, really simply for you, here is the issue with corporate news, right? If you tell someone the news, if you update someone with what happened, they will take that information for free, okay? That's like an email from your boss. That's like, you know, Julie on the third floor is doing a cake sale for cerebral palsy. Well, okay, great. Thanks for letting me know. You accept that. That is the news. Now, if you make people pay for it, now they want something in return. Now I want you to entertain me. If you make people pay for a cable subscription or introduce you introduce ads to fund it, if it's corporate news, now there is an expectation there that the customer gets something. And if you're not providing that, well, the customer fucking walks. You know, now it's like Julie's having a, a cake sale on the third floor. Oh, well, fucking good for Julie, but I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm sad for her kid and everything, but w why am I paying for this? My, my my kid's got CP, though. Dance for me, Julie. I, do, I have to go and see to her. I, I think she's fallen over in the bath. I said dance. You know, it's like, it doesn't work. Like, news needs to go back to just being the fucking news again. It can't be this sort of paid subscription polytainment model. Or we're just going to end up back here again and again. Like, I know I'm ragging on Fox News for basically this entire episode. For holding out on their audience. For not telling them what might be uncomfortable for them to hear. But, you know, I have to say, I, I kind of empathise with them. <laughs> it's like, you know, sometimes I think, sometimes I think, should I just be honest with my listeners? Should I just tell them the inconvenient, uncomfortable truth? Are they ready for it, you know? The truth, guys. Are they ready to hear that we are, you know, what, being, being led by self-serving agents of sociopathy? Hopelessly maliciously marched into the darkness you know like they, they know that the oil's gonna run out but everything from fucking fracking to petrol to shorting stock and hiking gas prices like everything is just a fire sale right now to try and get as much as you can before the whole shit collapses and when it does which it will society is going to implode into a murderous stampede of neighbors killing their neighbors for the last carton of uht milk like that is the truth and that is uncomfortable <laughs> are my listeners ready for that i ask myself and i calculate 
no. <laughs> and so I, too, withhold the truth. And instead, I, you know, broadcast in my usual sunny, sweet, uplifting modes that you've come to expect from this twice weekly ray of sunshine here. <laughs> anyway, Murdoch and Fox have uh, they've given a statement um, and, you know, also confirmed this settlement, which was fucking six hundred million dollars, which is just I mean, half a billion gone. Just like that, like it would have been cheaper for Murdoch to have invested 300 million in Dominion last year, <laughs> put one of his kids in as CEO. And then, you know, two weeks in, the CEO's like, yeah, a new sheriff in town, right? And uh, first protocol, uh, no unnecessary waste of time, money, energy. So uh, I think we're going to pull out of that silly court case, guys. You know, we're a vote counting company. Let's get back to counting pieces of paper. Let my dad get back to counting his, okay? Like, that would have been easier for the clan Murdoch, I think. Wait, like, why are you investing in vote? Like, aren't you a newspaper guy? Yeah, I, I just suddenly like vote counting machines. Now, I want to invest. I think it's a great company, like. Anyway, the settlements have been reached. And, uh... I saw a lot of, um... So a lot of people say, you know, I, I hope it brings down Fox News. Saw a lot of that banded about. I hope it brings down Fox News forever. People tweeting and um, I don't see that happening, man. I just don't like Fox News made um, four billion dollars last year. So like, you know, 600 million is a dent. Sure. But it's, it's not going to end their shit. It's not curtains down time just yet i don't think but they were being sued for 1.6 billion and rupert murdoch is worth fucking you know 17 times that so i just i can't imagine him shutting it down you know like if he could save it as a functioning profit making entity sort of thing like he's going to say like look at the sun it's loss making and he clings onto that for influence. Fox News makes bank and is significantly more influential than some piddly paper in SE1 that nobody reads. So I think, you know, worst case scenario, he would liquidate stock from somewhere else or get, you know, even get Fox News to take out a corporate loan to foot the bill and then they pay it back over the space of 10 years for the profit. Like, you know, long story short, it's not going to kill it. It's just not. Um, and here's the depressing part, man. I don't even really see it changing the culture there. Like, I think they'll still tell lies. They'll probably even pretend that there's possible voter fraud in the 2024 election. Like, that's how bad shit has gone. They'll just go, yeah, you know, learned our lesson. So, so you're not going to suggest that vote tampering is happening this time? Well, you know, it might be. It might. Yeah, let's just keep an open mind. Oh, my God. What is it going to take for you cunts to change? Like... So, yeah, I don't think it'll be like, you know, what was that fucking website that got sued into oblivion by Peter Thiel? Was it like Glitter, Gunter or like fucking Gawker? That was it. Gawker. Who remembers that website? Like here was a website that made, I think it was about six million dollars in profit in the last year. 
and like that's just before they nuked it and they got scooped man they had the hulk hogan sex tape where he was saying like dropping the n-word i think on it wasn't he i'm pretty sure he got caught out using racial epithets is that the right word and they had the stories about louis ck by the way jerking off in front of women in his office or you know over the phone or whatever the fuck it was that he did they had so much shit that they pipped the mainstream media to the post on right and then they just picked the wrong guy <laughs> and that six million dollars profit that they made in the last year was dwarfed by the 140 million dollar damages so you can see why that just killed it gorka is just gone now and it's funny how you know all that free speech shit goes out the window when you piss off the wrong billionaire <laughs> like, but i can say what i like no no not you not not this time night night bedtime that was that was gorka but a 600 million dollar settlement from a company that makes four or five times that or even more than that isn't it like backed by a guy that's worth fucking 20 billion or whatever roops is packing these days doesn't seem like a goer to me i, I don't see it disappearing anytime soon i hope it brings down fox news forever like no it, it won't <laughs> i'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news i mean you know this podcast is called a thompson and other disappointments and i appreciate this is disappointing news but you know the name was on the tin or whatever so i would love to see it shut down you know i'm not defending it but honestly your best bet your best hope america and yes there are some americans that listen to the show your best bet is to campaign for press regulation of cable news, right? Or better regulation, if you already have something there. It doesn't look like you do, but, you know, if there is something there, better regulation would be better, right? Because I think, like, I think this is accurate. The FCC in the US, the FCC are the regulator of, like, UHF, like, terrestrial television, right? So if, if Jimmy Kemmel or fucking james corden or you know someone on late night network tele like if if they crack a joke about lee anderson fucking goats right <laughs> then the fcc might get involved right because it's on terrestrial te but if you said it on cable news like fox or cnn then you i guess you have to sue is that right because there's no fcc regulating that sphere of broadcast and then and then if you sue and it goes to trial or whatever then you let the case mature and serve as a precedent i think and people get fined and then broadly companies then update their hr and their pr policies around not wanting to get sued and then so then the companies sort of self-regulate have i got that right broadly so your best bet i think would be to go for press regulation or there's actually there's one other route right is that you pray that the shareholders really kick off about this like if the if the shareholders go well you know hang on a second right we we were generally we're with you roops okay we're with you on the whole fucking erosion of trust in media that's fine like we're long time fans we love the polit uh, political division and violent tribalism that you've fostered in the us and in the uk is fucking great but this 600 million dollar fine i mean is this um is this going to come out of the dividend pool because i mean it, like if it is we we might need to talk about new leadership you know like that that could happen shareholders could regulate 
the company and drag it kicking and screaming into the realms of good conduct. They could. So they, you know, avoid getting sued next time. And, you know, all of these fat, bloated investors can still get their money. Um, that could happen. Shareholders could do the right thing. But just to, you know, quickly, before we wrap up, just to set your expectations on that. <laughs> I mean... I mean, it's gone up and down here and there, right? But it's it's basically the same as it was in December. And even, like, going back further, like, it's still between 30 and $35 a share. And it has been for, like, over... A, it's, I mean, I don't want to say there's no hope <laughs> of any repercussions or long-term change as a result of this. I don't want to say there's no hope. I don't want to say that, you know, the United States has borrowed so, so deeply now into its tribes and it's basically doomed to a fucking civil war now i don't want to say that we're totally do like it, and even being lied to <laughs> by people who admit having lied to you even that won't get people to walk away from having invested in this fucking news channel a news channel that lies how about that shit and demonstrably so and people are still like yeah yeah i think this is a sound investment like i don't want to say that we're totally fucked i don't want to say that but you know what? I fucking will, because I can say what I like. I can say what I like. It's official. It's official. I can say text text booge to 0601-2020 and join AIDS Army of Truth. Alright, that's enough. That's it, guys. That's it for this one. Um big shouts to the Patreons. Uh especially the certified aid Thompsoners. God help me. I had to call the tiers something, right? There's four tiers on Patreon. Uh so you have to name them different things. So you have the first aid tier. I thought I was, you know, quite, you know, play on my name. That gets you the podcast two days early. That starts at like three pounds a month. Um, and then you have the five pound one, which, you know, obviously you still get the podcast early, but you also get named and shamed or credited uh, at the end of shows like this. Um, so here we go. A uh, big thanks to the, these are my certified aid Thompsoners. Uh, so thanks to Aaron, Alex, Kai, Jeff, peter sarah and silent and then there's the god tier which is like the 10 pound a month one so um big shout outs to you guys too that's bowman chris david uh mojo sabian pingu and t-rex i look we got to confess some of these may not be these people's real names um so yeah and it goes without saying that all patreons from the like the five pounds upwards get the heads up to live events the next one is the uh, like the meetup piss up thing. That's on uh, Friday, the 28th of April. I'm going to be in London. Let's grab some drinks. It's not some, you know, cunty live Q&A meet and greet YouTuber thing. Like, I'm just going to get us in a bar. We'll have a few drinks. You can ask me whatever you like. I mean, that's fine. Um, I'm going to try and get some guests down from like past episodes. Uh, last one was a good time, man. Uh, last one was bloody epic. Uh, the next live show, like actual proper show, uh, with some live stand-up and a live podcast kind of thing that is going to be in july and tickets for that will be on patreon first too um so it'll go out to everyone else because there's not i don't think there's enough patreons to to sell it out um but if you want to guarantee yourself a ticket for stuff like that then patreon's a place to be uh oh fuck i almost forgot as well i started to do a newsletter now uh that's on funk 27 uh so funk-27.co.uk uh, you can sign up for it. I put all the podcasts on there as well, by the way. 
Um, so you, obviously you can get them on Apple and Spotify and YouTube and everything. Um, but also on Funk 27, you can listen to it and you can get the links to the different platforms there too. Um, there's blogs, there's live show information, there's t-shirts. Um, but yeah, you could jump on there for the newsletter and that goes out every weekend. It just talks about, you know, whatever big TikToks I've done that week or, you know, ep new episodes. And there's links to tweets that I've put out that have blown up for some inexplicable reason or... Like occasionally I, I appear on shit like LBC or like Sunday Roast. So I, I put that sort of stuff in there as well. So it's all in one nice, neat little age-shaped package. Um, that's it from me, guys. Uh, my guest this coming Friday night is Graham from Labour Social. Uh, we'll be live on YouTube Friday night, 7.30pm. Get your weekend started with a beer or two with us putting the world to rights. Uh, until then, keep it booge, stay Binfluencer, and we motherfucking outie!